This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. We're talking about getting to the place where we do balance what we call grace and faith. Getting to the place where we do balance. You've heard me head around or hint around about it, but now it's time to go into it. I heard something last week which I thought was, uh, well, not last week or the week before. I heard something that was, to me, a little disparaging, is where believers are going, uh, okay, let me put it like this. When believers know the will of God but don't, are not able to access the will of God. Did you hear what I just said? They know the will of God. They know what, what the Bible says, but they're not accessing the promises that God said in his word. To me, that's a problem because you should be able to access what God's word says. If God says it, you should be able to get it. But I do realize that a lot of times, <clears throat> pardon, a lot of times we're not getting it because we're not understanding the laws of God. And the laws of God are very important to us when it pertains to the way that God does things for us. And see, a lot of times I don't want to just go through the motion. Church for me should not be a motion thing. I'm just going to check the box on Sunday. I want to be able to receive everything that God says that I should be able to receive here on this earth. Somebody say amen. Does that make sense to everyone? So one of the things that we got to get to is balancing what God's word says that we should have. (coughs) Pardon me. Now, one of the things that we found out about grace and faith, and uh, we're going to go into this now. I've been hinting around about it. I've been tagging here, tagging there, give you a scripture here every now and then. But now we're going to go into it so that we can really get a whole grasp of what God is saying. One of the things that we're saying is we always have two groups, and we had said this before, there are two groups usually in church or when we deal with church. We have the grace group, then we have the faith group. Amen. And uh, those are the two groups I'm talking about, the grace group and the faith group. And the grace group is a group that believes God's done everything for you already. All you got to do is just, you know, once you accept Christ as your savior, it's all over, you know, and uh, that's a problem. And that's where we're going to deal with today. Amen. Because we got to get back to what he said. Then we have the faith group where we believe that all, all we got to do is believe God by faith for anything to make God move. And God says that that's not right. Now, so if we can just get to this place where we balance what the word of God is saying with grace and faith, we're going to be able to walk in what he has for us. Amen. One of the things that I found is believers are accepting grace and they're taking the word or the message of grace and saying, because I have grace, I can do anything I want, act in, act in any manner that I want. And I want to show you today, that's not true. And when we start to do that, we miss what God has for us. And we're not really balancing. Everybody say balancing. balancing. We're not really balancing what we call grace and faith. Somebody say amen. Now, write this down. Before we go, grace is God's. If you already know it, you, you, can, you can skip this part. Amen. Grace is God's omnipotent power working on the behalf of a believer. Grace is God's omnipotent power working on behalf of the believer. All right. 
Grace is, now I'm going to keep going, grace is the opposite of karma. Which is, see, because which karma is all about getting what you deserve. Yeah, you had anybody ever said, well, karma, something goes down. They said, well, that was karma. Well, they believe you got what you deserve because you did it to somebody else. Something bad should come to you. All right. Grace is this. Grace is grace is getting what you don't deserve and not getting what you do deserve. Did I say that right? You know, grace is getting what you don't deserve and not getting what you do deserve. There are certain things that, you know, in all retrospect of the way that we came into this, there are certain things that we have done to people. If you start looking back over your life, you feel that you're a wrench undone and you done did some nasty stuff. Somebody say amen. And uh, when you look back on it the way like that, but because of grace, grace has given you the ability to say, no, uh, uh, even though you deserve the worst, you don't get it because of God. Somebody, because of my grace. Amen. But you see, now you got to see this. It's a balance. It's, it's, you got to get to that place where you're understanding the balance. Look what the Bible says, or uh, turn with me. I, I tell you to turn to Titus, but we're going to go to Hebrews first. Hebrews 11 and 1. Because faith is, now watch this, faith is a power. Now, I want you to write the definition of this is, faith is power given by God to access what was given to us. All right? So he's given us certain things, but we can't receive them. We got to receive them by faith. Amen? We just can't grab a hold of them out of the air. We got to receive them by faith. Are y'all following me? Amen. And so it's very important that I understand that. See, because otherwise I'll get caught up into these things that I'm doing. If I if I misunderstand grace, if I misunderstand faith, then I'm trying to ascertain things from God the wrong way. Now, one of the things that you've got to get right away and you're going to see this, that God's not basing. God's basing. God wants you to receive what he has by faith. So your prayers Sometimes you can pray and cry all day and it doesn't move God because he, he's doing it according to his will and his word. Does that make sense to everyone? So sometimes we can do some things, think we're moving God, but we're really not. Amen. All right. Your faith does not pry God's hands off of what he has for you. Your faith really just does ascertain, <clears throat> pardon, ascertain what was done. And that's what grace is. Grace says, I done all this for you. Now you have to ascertain it. Now you have to receive it. Does that make sense? Look what the Bible says. Now we're going over a few scriptures you already know. Now faith is, I tell you what, give me, uh, give me uh, Amplify. (coughs) Can I, (coughs) can I get a little water? Glory to God. Amen. Look what the Bible says in the Amplified Version. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title D of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So one of the things that I have to, if you can sit right there, one of the things you have to realize is that faith says I see things that others don't see. I'm not receiving things or seeing things in the senses. Anything I can pick up 
He's saying it's not necessarily walking by faith. Amen. And, and when I'm receiving from God, I'm receiving, like when I talk about I'm receiving healing, I'm receiving healing without seeing it. I, I'm not waiting to feel healed to be able to receive healing. Does that make sense? Now, follow this. You got to get this. I'm not waiting to receive the prosperity that God has given me. All right. Follow this. I'm not waiting to get prosperity. I'm receiving the prosperity already by faith. I'm receiving. Again, it says I'm receiving. Grace is saying and grace and faith is saying this. God did this for me and I'm going to receive it now. Somebody say amen. Does that make sense to everyone? Am I going to faith? All right. Okay. Glory to God. See, because now see, because we have taken grace and said, well, God, since you did everything for me, I'm born again now. And uh, now that I've received you as my savior, everything is mine now. I can just go back and do whatever I was doing before I met God. And it doesn't work that way. Somebody say, amen. It doesn't work. So look at your neighbor and say, it doesn't work like that. All right. Write this definition down. I mean, uh, this acronym down of grace. Man, I thought this acronym was nice. It is God's riches at Christ's expense. I think that's pretty tough. God's riches at Christ's expense. So you're at the place you're at because God, because of your belief in Jesus Christ. You don't become saved by grace alone. Are you listening to me? You do not become saved by grace alone. You have to have faith also to be able to receive, receive salvation. Amen. Somebody say, I must have grace and faith working together. I can't, I can't be heavy on grace where I go, it's okay to do whatever I want to do. Once I become a believer, I just can't do whatever I want to do. Let's look at our scripture that we go to all the time now. Ready? Titus 2, 11 and 12. Titus 2, 11 and 12. Titus 2, 11 and 12. Because spiritual growth, write this down or get this in your spirit. Spiritual growth doesn't happen overnight. Glory to God. Look at your neighbor and say, I do not grow. All of a sudden, I mean, I don't reach the epitome of growth. That's what I want to say. I do not reach the epitome of growth, growth all of a sudden. I'm always growing. Hunt your neighbor say, I'm always growing. Hey, man, if you're paying attention, you're always growing. If you're really studying the word, you're always growing. I'm going to show you today if you're. If you're not growing, there, there, there's something new, something new. Stop blaming everybody else and start looking at you. Somebody say amen. amen. I mean, you need to grow. Somebody say, I need to grow. Need to grow. And see, when you say you're not growing, and even here, if you were to say you're not growing, that's a problem. You know why? Because that says the Spirit of God isn't doing his job. Because if you're listening, somebody say amen. Now, I'm talking about here. I don't know where you're talking about somewhere else, but if you're listening, the Spirit of God is talking. Man, that's strong, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm that bold. I'm that bold that I believe that the Holy Ghost didn't have you here just for the fun of it. I'm that bold that think that God loves you so much that he'll speak to you when you show up. I'm that bold. 
I'm going to show you why he don't speak to you. Before I leave here, I'm going to show you why he don't talk to you. Because maybe you're not his friend. And it's going to be some good stuff. See, we're expecting God to move in areas that God hates. So we do things that God doesn't like, but yet we still expect God to move. And God has told us through his word, I hate that, but you do it. And you go, God, you're going to move anyway. No, God doesn't. He's not obligated to move because you're mess. He's not obligated to move because you think, well, you're going to love me anyway. I'm going to show you that God is the only one who can perfectly love and perfectly hate. Wow, I just said something. God, I thought he was a God of love. Yeah, but he hates some things too. But he can't. Oh, man, I'm going to show you he hates people. Oh, silence. Silence. He's speaking heresy. I'm going to show you God hates people. I'm going to show you. And see, because you can't hate lying without hating the liar. Okay, you don't believe me. But that's all right. That's all right. That's why I got scripture. Somebody say amen. All right. Titus 2 and 11. Y'all ready? Here we go. Let's pick up some steam. Amen. Is that good? How many of y'all ever heard that God hates people? Only a few of y'all heard this. How many of y'all believe that? Uh, no, no, no. Let's be real. Man, this is good. Man, I'm in the right church. How many of you believe that God hates people? Only a few of us. How many of you are not convinced that he hates people? Because somebody told you that God is a God of love, which is true. Well, wait a minute. What do y'all believe? <laughs> you don't put your hand up for nothing. <laughs> Jack, they were like, I ain't put my hand up for nothing. Because this is a trick question. And this boy about to get me in trouble. Lord, I know you the God of love. Is God the God of love? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, he don't hate people like you hate people. See, you're thinking that God hates people like you hate people. And God ain't like you. See, God's the only one that can hurt a, hate in a perfect hate, but love in a perfect love. But you couldn't do that. Okay, let's just stop playing and let's get into the vat of God. Amen. Folk, folk going to replay that over and over. Don't write me no letters and everything until you rightly divide. Somebody say amen. <laughs> All right. There are certain things that God does abhor, but we'll get to that. Second Titus 2, Second Titus 2.11. I'm messing with folk online. They turning now. Second Titus ain't no second Titus. Second Titus 2.11. Amen. <laughs> if you find second Titus, you wrote your own book. And that's a problem. Titus 2 and 11. Ready? Y'all ready to learn? All right. How many of y'all really want to please God? Amen. Amen. We all do, don't we? If you know God, you really want to please him. Amen. Amen. But sometimes I found this, that believers get in a place where they're doing things that are directly opposite to what God likes. 
Amen. And sometimes all we got to do is, you know, tell somebody. There are people that do things to me or, or say things, you know. And then, uh, you know, Aaron was with me the other day and I, uh, something was going on. I had, to tell, I, I had to say, no, no, stop. We got this. We got this. You know, we got this. You know, because sometimes, you know, you know, you're, you're adding to. I, I already know what God wants us to do. So let, we got this. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Watch this. Acts, uh, Titus 2 and 11. See, I want to show you that grace is just not for you to get saved, but grace also. And this is where we're going to take off today because I know we've talked about it. I know that I've showed this to you, but we're going into it even more so today. Uh, because grace is really about Really, God giving you something and you receive it by faith so you can live a certain kind of way. Now, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation. Now, watch this. He says there's one grace. He says the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to what? All right. Next verse, please. And teaching us. Pardon me. Teaching us. Everybody ready to read so I can get a drink of water. All right, so what does grace teach you? The first thing that grace teaches you is what? Deny ungodliness. Anything, anything that's ungodly is anything, anything that's not godly. Amen. All right. And what? Worldly lust. There are certain things that come out of the world, right, that God tells us that we should avoid. You know, he told us this in first, first uh, John 2.15. Remember that? It said the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Amen. Watch this. We should live what? Soberly, not drunk. The only time we're drunk is in the spirit, not with spirits. Only a few folk understand what I just said. You know, we're drunk in the spirit, not with spirits. See, because when you're drunk with spirits, you're not sober. You're unconscious. You're, you're really not in your right element. Does that make sense to anyone? All right. But drink up with the spirit all day long. Get drunk as you want. Amen. Glory to God. I didn't have an S. It was spirit. All right. Okay. Glory to God. Righteously and what? Godly in where? This present world. So he tells us right now there's a way that we ought to live. And grace is going to teach us that. Are you with me? Grace is going to teach us how to live. How many of y'all want to know how to live? (coughs) Well, grace is going to teach us that. Turn with me now. Uh, Turn with me now to uh, Romans. Let's go to Romans. Romans 11. The balance of grace, grace and faith is like sodium and chloride. We had said this before. It is like sodium and chloride. Both sodium and, and chloride can be poisons if ingested by themselves too much. They become poison. But bring them together, they become salt. Now, the thing is, you need salt in your body. You need the right amount of salt in your body to live. And see, and this is what God is trying to tell us with grace and faith. You need the right amount of grace and faith in you so that you can live. Somebody say amen. Amen. Look what the Bible says. 
Romans, because now write this down, write this down. Sorry, there are three principles that will govern grace. There are three principles that will govern grace. Number one is grace can never be earned. There is nothing I can do to earn the grace that God has given me. There's nothing I can do that can earn the grace that God has given me. Turn with me to Romans 11 and 6, please. Romans 11 and 6. You can give me, yep, Romans 11 and 6. Look what it says. And if by grace, then, is, no, is it no more of works? Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if be of works, then is it no more grace? Otherwise, works Work is no more work. All right. Did you hear that? And if by grace, then is then is it no more of works? OK, so he's telling me if it's by grace, works doesn't have anything to do with this. Now, my yeah, my faith kicks in. Somebody say amen. All right. Let's go on. The second thing is, you know, see, because you got to get out of hunt your neighbor. Say, I must get out of trusting in. My own abilities. That's why he said you can do all things through Christ. Your own abilities get you nothing. Come on, hunt your neighbor and say, my own abilities gets me frustration. How many of y'all ever been frustrated? When you try to do it your way? That's why the Bible said there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end, come on somebody, but the what? Is the ways of what? Death. Distress, death or destruction. I'm going to show you today that it's very important that you do it his way. Because you get off just a little bit, you're off. And when you get off a little bit, you ever notice this? You ever notice this? When you get off a little bit, you even justify why you're off. You do things to validate why you're crooked. Am I right? Am I right? You'll do crazy just to validate why you're crazy. I'm going to say this. I'm going to show you in this thing called the gospel, it don't take much to get off. And that's why I'm talking about this grace thing, because people have taken grace and said that I can just go do whatever I want to do. God doesn't like that. And he's not that type of a God. And you're hurting yourself, not God. You're hurting you. And then you validate why you are like this. Well, I'm like this because my mama and them, they ain't treat me right. I'm like this because I was abused when I was a child. So I hate everybody. I'm like this because, you know, authority has already always been bad to me. And so because authority has been bad to me, I refuse to sit under authority. I won't take authority. I run into it all the time. I run into it all the time. And see, if you don't understand authority with natural, you can't understand authority spiritual. How can you receive spiritual authority if you don't even understand natural authority? You ever notice that one of the things that God tells you is to obey your parents? He said to obey your parents in the Lord. Didn't he say that? He said, that low level, that level of authority you need to listen to. You ever notice why he tells you that? Because you just don't know anything. You don't know everything. You really, you, you know, when you come 16, you're just smart as anything I know. And it just seemed like the longer we live, now watch this, the longer we live, is it me, the longer we live, the shorter the, the age group is getting where they're they smarter than everything. 
you know, it seemed like they, the, now the, the age group is eight. They know everything. <laughs> Am I right? You know, it used to be 16 when I was coming up, you know, or, or 18. When I got 18, I just knew I knew everything. You know what I mean? I knew I knew everything. And then when I first, you know, when I first went to college, right, when I went to college, moved out of my mom and them house, right, you know, I knew things had changed, you know, because when I went back home, it just seemed like they wasn't expecting me back. <laughs> Somebody said, so when you move out, usually they got plans. When you, you think they lonely, they done, they done, they done moved on. <laughs> but my mama wasn't tripping. My mom and dad wasn't tripping. I was the one, like, is they all right? You know, and I'm like, I'm way up here. They are far away. Are they okay? Should I be home? I think I should be home. Amen. So I was tripping, but not them. Why? Because they knew you, you need this. You need a little time away to start learning that you don't know everything. Somebody say amen. 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 But eight years old now, man, they smart as a whip. You glory to God. They tell you everything. Somebody say amen. I'm amazed at the conversations I have with children. You know, and can I say this, and we got to go, but uh, a child should always stay in a child's place. Somebody say amen. And can I say something? Be careful of the adult conversations you have with a child. Because they don't understand the whole realm of things. So when you speak to a child, and some children are grown but not grown up. That's just like some adults in the Bible, I mean, in the Word of God. They look, they've been in church a long while. But it's something when you think you're smart. Man, that's good stuff. It's something when you think you're grown, because can't nobody tell you nothing then. I seen a video of a little boy. I got work to do, but I got to tell you these. Uh, pastor tells you stories which are called parables. Amen. Uh, the reason for a parable is to teach you the concept hidden. Now, you may not get anything from the story because it's hidden inside. It's for those who can hear and see. Because that's why some folks say, I don't know why I tell stories because it ain't for you. <laughs> I ain't getting nothing out of that when you're here because it ain't for you. And see, be careful with you, when you speak because light is faster than sound. So when you arrive, you arrive first. And then when you speak, we find out that you're. <laughs> okay, you didn't catch that. But don't worry about that. You're going to be like, what? What did he just say? Yeah, because when you speak now, because sound caught up with the light, you arrive first. And then the, it caught up with you. Now we realize you're not. Okay, praise him. All right, and by grace, then it is no more of works. Where was I at? Oh, the little boy. He was making, his mother had told him something. She was giving him the business, and she was giving him the business. And these, these days, she had a phone. She had the phone on, and she was recording it while she was driving. And she was giving him the business, and he, and he, he gave her a, a message a blessing. He was being a little blessing behind. And, he was, and she said, I just saw that. And he was like, because oh! he gave his mother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, so because she was 
giving him the business, but he thought he knew more than she did. But she showed him, I'm still watching you, even when it doesn't look like I'm looking at you. Does that make sense? All right. You uh, listen to this. God wants you to understand. I, I need you to walk in what I have for you. But you need to understand. I want you to hate and like what I like. Somebody say amen to that. All right. Second thing we have to understand, because I got to get there. All right. Grace has only one channel, and that channel is through Jesus Christ. And that's at John 1, 16. John 1 and 16 says this. And of his fullness have all we received grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but by grace and truth came by and grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Did you see that? Pardon. I only received through Jesus Christ. Secondly or thirdly, grace. When we talk about the principles that govern grace, we have to understand that grace is governed by faith and faith is the only means which we can access grace. Faith is the only means which we can access grace. Now we're going to pick up steam. Amen. Grace is the only means that we can access faith. So we can't take this grace and trample on it because we already seen in Titus that God's going to use this grace to teach me godliness and holiness. Amen. Somebody say amen. Now I need three people. 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 Come on up, John. John had his hand up. Hey, uh, well, he won't come on. Come on. I take it. I take it. Well, I already got three now. Oh, well, I already got three. Oh, well, okay, now I got three now. Glory to God. All right. I'm going to do this for the sake of uh, Reggie. You're going to be the dude. Amen. You're right there. Come on, Josh. Glory to God. Well, can you slide over a little bit? Can y'all see him? Yeah. All right. Glory to God. See, because God wasn't. No, Rich, I need you to turn right like this. <laughs> glory to God. Hey, Amen. I'm sorry, Rich. I ain't, I ain't tell you. Okay. Slide over a little bit. Slide over a little bit. I want you all line up. Maybe if I did it this way. If we all line up looking at me. Glory to God. There you go. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Now, this is what we're going to do. Oh, man. Can we take a step forward? Because. Because you're going to get ready to do something. All right, glory to God. All right, this is what I want you to do. I just want you to just a little bit, just a little bit. That, that, that's enough. Just a little bit, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. Now, your whole feet, your feet. All right, turn your feet. Now, I need you to turn your feet just a little bit. No, 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 that, that way. Just a little bit now. Yeah, that's too much. Glory to God. Amen. Back here, just a little bit. Amen. This is mine. See, you're trying to mess my stuff up. Glory to God. Amen. All right, Reggie, I need you just straight at me, man. All right? I will tell you, now, this is what happens in life. We all start out, well, let's try it again. We all start out like this. This is how we start. Then when we meet God, watch this. When we meet God, he does this. He straightens us out. Because before he straightened us out, we was crooked. Amen. We were born in sin, the Bible says, shaped in iniquity. We was all messed up. Somebody say amen. I had need of a Savior. But see, something happens when I get saved. Now, I'm saved now. I'm born again. But sometimes I allow other influences to get into me. I need smaller folk. No, I don't want to do it to the smaller kids. No. Well, let's not use anybody else. 
but we have different influences that come in. The world, Satan, the devil, amen. Does that make sense? Different people start to influence Josh. But it's not God. But they have a form of godliness. Because the enemy knows that you got your guard up against certain ones. But you don't have your guard up against those who look like God. Are y'all listening to me? And see, and that's how things get in. You said how to get in because you listen to the wrong one. And so what happens to Josh, it doesn't happen all of a sudden, but he turned. He didn't turn a lot because he still looks like Josh, doesn't he? But he looks like Josh because I'm sitting here. I can see the closer I am, I see that he's turned. Are you with me? Are you with me? And now I'm looking at Miguel. Next thing I know with Miguel, again, he has something that has hit him. The world maybe has influenced him a bit. And as the world influences it, because I'm sitting close and the closer I am to God, there's a discernment that sometimes comes on. I don't want to say sometimes when you walk in the spirit of God, you're able to discern. I see that he's turned. Now, but I'm still looking at Reggie. Reggie is being influenced by the Holy Ghost. Well, these two were too, but they allowed his voice to be silent. And when his voice becomes silent, well, well, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Nobody tell you, whoa, 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 where are you going, Doc? I can't walk. No, no, where are you going? You said keep walking. Yeah, where are you going? No, no, that's what exactly happens. You, you now, even though you were off a little, have now ran into a wall. That which was never designed. See, he's designed to be led by the spirit. Close your eyes. Walk with me. Notice. These fellas' eyes never closed because they're walking in self, because they know what's right for them, because as soon as you deny the spirit of God, you have just taken control of the reins and you have become the smartest guy in the room to yourself, not to God. Keep walking, Doc. Now you run into everybody. Why are you over here? I don't know. <laughs> now he's justifying why he's running into it. You know, well, I'm over here because, you know, I saw something that I thought I needed. And so he does better. But look, come on. All he's doing is following. Whatever I'm saying, he's following. Matter of fact, uh, just keep walking straight. Keep walking. Keep walking. Stop. He did that because he could hear me. Oh. 
The proceeding is a recording by the teaching ministry of Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. If this has been a blessing to you and you wish to sow into our ministry, you may send a check or money order made payable to Abundant Life Christian Center or ALCC at P.O. Box 415, Bear, Delaware, 19701. Thank you for listening. And remember, Satan is defeated, darkness is dispelled, and Jesus Christ is Lord. Thank you.